This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 221. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about my top five favorite lenses. Now, whether you're a professional photographer or just a student or hobbyist, it's important to always have the right lens for the genre of photography you plan to shoot. Since I shoot Canon and Fujifilm, but have more Canon lenses, I will be talking about them. But all makers make lenses in these focal lengths, so no worries there. It doesn't matter if you're shooting Nikon, Fujifilm, Sony, Pentax. Generally, all the manufacturers are going to offer these particular lenses in one form or fashion or another. Now, if you're out on a location shoot, we have very limited amount of space in our camera bags and many of us have limited budgets as well. This means that we cannot have every lens that exists, so we have to be selective on what lenses we choose to buy. The need to stretch our budget is even greater, especially if you're not a working professional. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you my top five favorite lenses and why they are my favorites. So first up, we have the 50 millimeter prime lens. Now you may be asking, what is a prime lens? Well, a prime lens is a lens that is a fixed focal length. There is no zooming in or out to get a closer shot. If you need to get closer to your, sub your subject, you will have to use your feet, move back and forth. The benefit of a prime lens is that they offer superb image quality with excellent bokeh. They also offer shallow depth of field and much wider apertures as a general rule than any zoom lenses do. So you can get really creative and make fantastic images. A shallow depth of field also helps draw the viewer's eye to the focal point of the image, which is the subject, and to help keep it there. Now primes can be a little more difficult to focus, but the focusing system in them is considerably faster than what you'll find in a zoom lens. Now, prime lenses come in a variety of focal lengths, but one of the most popular and one of my favorites is the 50 millimeter. Now, 50 millimeters is a perfect lens for almost anything that you want to shoot, from portraits of individuals or couples or landscapes and even some types of indoor photography. With a good 50 millimeter lens, you can capture three quarter shots, face shots, and to some extent, group shots as well. Now, I prefer to stick with small groups with the 50 millimeter, but you could shoot larger groups as well, but you'll have to stand back considerably further to get everyone in the frame, and that could pose a problem. Now, if you have an endless budget, such as a wealthy person or a working pro, then the Canon RF 50mm f1.2L USM is the lens to go for, and that's the one that I have. I absolutely love this lens, and I get amazing results with it. 
and I'll share some images in the show notes for from each of these lenses. Now, the more recently released RF 50mm f1.8 STM is much less expensive, and yet it doesn't disappoint on image quality. Another benefit of the 1.8 model is it's considerably smaller and way lighter to carry around. Now, if you're shooting with Canon DSLR cameras, then you'll have to opt for the EF versions, but you're still covered either way. In the EF mount, Canon offered the EF 50mm f1.2 LUSM, the EF cousin of the RF model I mentioned a moment ago. They also offered a 50mm f1.4 gold band USM, which was uh, around $350-$400 new, and then the 50mm 1.8 ISSTM, which is the same as the RF one I mentioned a moment ago. And again, if you're shooting Nikon, Sony, Fujifilm, they're going to offer 50mm lenses as well. Most of them offer more than one model, just like Canon does. So depending on the image quality you're looking for and what your budget can afford, you can get any one of them. Okay, so the second lens I want to talk about is the 70 to 200mm f2.8 LIS-USM. Now, if you need more versatility in a lens, you absolutely cannot go wrong with a good EF or RF 70 to 200 millimeter F2.8 LISUSM. Again, if you're shooting with the Canon DSLR, the EF model Mark III is the lens that you want. But it is large and very heavy, as well as expensive. So many people, if they have it, don't use it very much due to these factors. Now, with the Canon full-frame mirrorless, the RF 70-200 2.8L ISUSM is much smaller and lighter and has even more amazing image quality than its EF cousin, so most photographers don't mind lugging it around all day by comparison because they got a lot of space saving and a lot of weight savings. Now, for those that are not Canon shooters, fear not. Nikon and Sony make excellent 70 to 200 millimeter f2.8 lenses, as well as Sigma and Tamron on the third-party lens side. So if you have a limited budget, you'll be happy to hear that Sigma and Tamron models are also much less expensive as well. Now, by comparison, it's been a long time since I bought a Tamron 70 to 200. It was the first 70 to 200 2.8 that I owned. And if memory serves me correctly, I think I paid like $1,500 for it new versus at the time the Canon 70-200 EF mount USM IS was, I think, three grand somewhere around there. So I was able to still get an F2.8, but for half the price by buying Tamron. Okay, enough about that. So let's move on to lens number three. Now, my third favorite lens is the 135mm f2. Now, we're moving back to prime lenses again, and this is another one of my all-time all favorites, and it is an EF mount from my Canon DSLR days. I owned this lens for a very long time, and I captured a lot of great images with this prime telephoto. Now, unfortunately, Canon does not currently make an RF version of this lens, but you can still use the EF version with any of the three Canon EF to RF adapters, the basic model, the control ring adapter, or the adapter with the drop-in filter. 
The 135mm is another great portrait lens, and I know many wedding photographers that use this lens heavily. Now, it may sound a bit unorthodox, but I have also used this lens for capturing larger wildlife such as deer. Now, I know you think I'm crazy, but if you think about it, it's not as hard as you might think. Just set out some feed or a salt lick and use a hunting blind to conceal your presence, and you can get really close and get good shots, good images with this particular lens, using it as a wildlife lens. I know it sounds crazy, but give it a try. You'll be surprised. Now, one of the other nice things about this lens is the L model is only around $1,000, so it won't break the bank. It's not two, $3,000 like a lot of the other L lenses are. Now, some photographers do prefer the 200mm f2, but it is considerably larger, heavier, and way more expensive. And a lot of people don't talk about this particular focal length, and it's sad, as this lens is a true gem. Now, if you're in the Nikon or Sony camp, you probably will opt for the 105mm portrait lens instead. With the f2 aperture, you can shoot easily in low-light situations. And like the trusty 50mm, the 135 allows you to get lots of compression, which brings your subjects closer. And the closer you can get your subjects in the frame, the better. You're going to emphasize them as the main focus point of your image. And everything else will be blurred out in the background, thanks to that beautiful bokeh. All right, I'm going to take a short break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. Okay, so the fourth lens that I want to talk about this week is the RF 35mm f1.8 macro ISSTM. Now, this is another one of my all-time favorite lenses, and I had the EF model as well back in my DSLR days. This lens is fantastic for shooting street photography, which is one of my all-time favorite genres of photography, if you know anything about me. I would carry my EF 35mm on my Canon 5D Mark II to work every day when I lived and worked in downtown Atlanta. And I often spent my lunch hour out shooting around Atlanta with it. Now today I use the RF version in the same fashion, even though I live in North Carolina now. The fact that the RF model is also a macro lens can come in handy if you love to do macro photography, like flowers or other small items in your studio. Equipped with image stabilization, you can shoot this lens handheld without any worry about handshake. Unless you got severe handshake, but most people don't. Now, the 35mm focal length is also close to what the human eye sees. So you can take in more of a scene since it's somewhat wide without worrying about distortion. 
If you're not aware of it, many of the super wide lenses will cause distortion, making subjects look swollen or disproportionate. Canon also makes an EF35 1.4 L lens, but it's very large, very heavy, and very expensive. So I've always stuck with the smaller, lighter, inexpensive model, which sells for between five and $600 brand new. So no worries there. You can get one of these good lenses and not break the bank. The 35 millimeter, in addition to the 50, has always been one of my top, very top favorite lenses. I've shot with those two lenses more than any lens that I've ever owned. And it's just because I absolutely love those two focal lengths, focal lengths. And a lot of photographers do. Most any photographer out there that you talk to is going to say, yes, I've got a 50. Yes, I've got a 35. They're very, very popular in very common lenses. Now, they're not as popular as the 70 to 200. Now, I didn't mention this during that segment. I'll, I'll, I apologize. I'll swing back to it a little bit now. If you don't already know, 70 to 200 millimeters is the most popular lens on the planet. It doesn't matter if it's made by Canon, Nikon, Sony, Fujifilm, Pentax, Leica. It doesn't matter. It is hands down the most sold lens on the planet. And there's a good reason for that. Because even though you don't have 50 on the short end of the focal range, on the longer end, you have seven or you have 85, you have 105, and you have 135. So you still have three of the four common portrait focal lengths in a single lens. And that's why it's so popular. Now I currently have the F4 model. I opted to go with that because I have the Canon R6, and the Canon R6 is an excellent camera in low light with higher ISO without introducing a ton of noise. So I felt I didn't really need the 2.8 model. Now, back in the day when I shot DSLR, I started out with the, the F4 model, and I later upgraded to the F2.8. But I don't think I'm going to this time, uh, just because I don't see the need for it with how fantastic the R6 is in low-light situations. And now the other thing to keep in mind, I haven't fully decided yet, but I'm still contemplating transitioning completely to Fujifilm. I do love my Canon gear. I've always loved my Canon gear. But with injuries to my arms that are permanent injuries, it's getting harder and harder to lug the bigger, heavier camera gear around when I'm out in the field. So I think there's a strong possibility I will switch to Fujifilm X-Series. I don't know yet. I'm still debating. I'm still trying to figure it out. If I do, I won't part with my R6. I've got to keep that in a couple of specific lenses that I absolutely have to have for a big project I'm going to continue shooting this year for an international studio. But I am seriously thinking about transitioning to the X-T4, but we'll wait and see if I actually do that. Okay, so wrapping up this episode, the fifth and my top five favorite lenses is the RF 85mm F2. Now, I can easily recommend this beauty for amateurs and hobbyists who want an affordable lens that makes amazing images. The 85mm, as I mentioned earlier, is another great lens for portrait work, especially if you want to do corporate headshots for a living. Now, sure, Canon makes a much more expensive and heavy 
RF 85 millimeter F 1.2. They make a standard one and then a DS with uh, D smoothing. Uh, but they're super, super expensive. So if you don't have a lot of money, those lenses will bankrupt you to get an 85. <laughs> and you don't want to do that. So go with this one. It's much less expensive. It's a lot lighter to carry around. And it still makes great images. Now, in the world of Canon DSLR, I would recommend the EF 85mm f1.8 USM gold band lens as the 85mm 1.2, both the first and the second generation of the L lens, had issues with AF performance in being soft at the edges. And the gold band model sells for only $419 new. It has much faster, more accurate AF, and it didn't suffer from soft edge issues. Now, Canon did later introduce an 85mm 1.4L with IS. And from what I've heard, that is an excellent lens as well, but it's considerably more expensive. So, I wouldn't worry about that. The 85 is a super easy to shoot with lens, and you get great results. And the image stabilization will make certain that even if you're photographing your kids running around outside, you'll be able to keep up with the action. Now, I have a lot of friends that are professional wedding photographers, and quite a few of them make their living using only three lenses. And all of them are lenses I talked about in today's episode. The 50, the 85, and the 135. Many more wedding photographers get by with only two lenses, and they are the 70 to 200 as it covers three of the four portrait focal lengths, and then the other lens being the fabulous 50 millimeter. Now, I can't recall his name off the top of my head, but I remember reading an article online a few years back about an extremely successful wedding photographer in New York City. And he makes his entire living using only the 50mm and the 135mm L lenses, both in the EF mount. So anything is possible with your skills and creativity, because he pulls in six figures a year with just those two lenses in his camera bag. Now, be sure to check out the show notes for this episode and see some of the images I've captured with all five of my favorite lenses. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 221 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again, all of you out there, for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. 
Now, I also want to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, comment on them, share them out on social media, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when new videos release. And I also wanted to re-emphasize, I'm still looking for other shooters. What I mean by that is, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, if you're currently shooting with Fujifilm X-Series, Nikon, Sony, Panasonic, Olympus, Leica, Pentax, I want to hear from you. I'm looking for people that have been shooting with any of those systems for a reasonable amount of time. You don't have to be a pro. You could be a, a, a high-level amateur hobbyist, but somebody that's been shooting with that system for a number of years to come on the show and talk about their camera system. I've mentioned many times before, the majority of my audience are photography students. And that stems back from the days when I was going to the Art Institute and I became the school's only alumni ambassador. And I spent a lot of my free time mentoring new photography students, helping them uh, with their assignments, not doing their assignments for them, but giving them guidance on their assignments. If they had technical questions, all of the professors sent them to me because I know pretty much everything there is to know technically about photography. And if you, and the school used, the school got for us Canon DSLRs. So I know Canon system inside and out, of course. But I want to hear from you. You can shoot me an email at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com or you can join the Facebook group and DM me through there. I want to hear from you. I do all of the interviews via Skype. You don't have to have video. I prefer just the audio. It uses less bandwidth. That's absolutely fine. I just want to hear from you. I want you to come on the show, talk about your system, why you went with that system, what you love about that system. That's it. Nothing crazy. This isn't, uh, you know, this isn't uh, any kind of gotcha. It's not a game show. I'm not looking to get you on the air and then rip you apart about your chosen camera system. No, no, no. I have students from all over the world that want to hear in detail about the other systems from people that actually know them well. That's why I'm asking for you to reach out to me. I want you to come on the show, talk about your system, why you chose your system, what you like about it, how long you've been using it, the kind of photography you do, all of that would be absolutely fabulous. So please, I implore you, if you are shooting with any of those other systems, please get in touch with the show. You can shoot an email, like I said, to liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. That comes directly to me. I don't have a screener that's going to, you know, scrap your email as soon as it comes in. I will see them myself so that you don't have to worry about that. All right, enough of this. I'll go ahead and wrap up this episode, and I will see you all again on Sunday for the latest news and rumors.